So anyways, I took the finger out and the pig stopped squealing and continued on with the rest of its day. So, um, well, that's very nice of you, but he's not a pig and his name is Joey. So, (laughs) and that's my story about dislodging food that somebody is choking on. Um, and also that one time that Joey was squealing like a pig. <laughs> um, welcome to, uh, traditionally we call it the wrong name, Fantasy Football Time with Joey and Friends. Uh, it's been a while since our last uh, potty. I'm talking like maybe two months. It's been way too long. Whatever the time is, it's been way too long. Well, it has, but we picked a great night to pick it back up because there are some exciting stuff going. We've had, what, three game sixes in the NBA and... Yeah. Potentially, the 76ers are on the verge of blowing a 3-0 lead to get to 3-3, as long as they also blow about a 25-point lead with a quarter to go. Saying uh, there's a chance. The Pelicans are beating the Suns. So we got kind of a, you know, kind of a man cave sports guru situation going on. My one TV is playing the, the uh, Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans. Had to check that. I'm such a fan. Game. Um, right. And that's all I'm watching. And Monroe, well, tell us what you're watching tonight. I'm I'm covering the uh, first round of the 2022 NFL Draft uh, coming out of Las Vegas. I'm actually watching it on YouTube through the Athletic Football Show, um, just because I don't like the, all the ESPN foo foo that they throw at you. But uh, yeah, so we we got every angle covered here for live live sports entertainment tonight. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I will- also, um, I will open up my ESPN app, and I'll let you know if there's any other exciting updates going on. Um, it looks like there's a men's golf tournament going on, the Mexico Open. They've finished playing for the day, and there's a five-way tie for first place, including John Rahm. You may remember him. Why do we remember him? Was he, was he the guy who, like— He's, he's like, a very, like, magnetic figure in the golf community. A lot of people really like him because he's, like— Almost like that John Daly feel where he, he's just like your your average guy out on the golf course, but he's really good. Oh, dude, he was the guy who I had to stop during the tournament because he tested positive for COVID or something like that. Like on one of the holes, he was at the tournament he was winning. Oh, I didn't I didn't even know that story. I'm he's been a part of a couple different stories, but I didn't know that. That's pretty crazy. Um, I think yeah, I think he was winning the tournament and on like one of the final like I don't know what happened, but it was either the Saturday or Sunday, and they had to pull him out of the tournament. That's what I remember the story being. I'm going to fact check this right now. I'm going to QA you. Please do. You'll see that my memory is infallible. Um, Also, maybe that wasn't him. (laughs) (laughs) What a quick, like, backtrack you had there. Uh... Someone's okay. so scared to go back to jail, he's sneaking out sneaking out for the night to hang out with his buddy, and he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> While you're checking that, there's another story I was thinking of where, remember somebody won a tournament, they weren't expected to win, and they paid their caddy like the agreed-upon $10,000 instead of like a cut of their winnings, and everybody gave this guy a lot of flack? Um, no, I, I don't know. I guess I just well, not that. Okay, that was the story. But. He was a very unlikely to win. Well, let's let's just. I, who cares about who the story is about? Let's talk about that as a topic. Are you? Would you say that that's? Let's say it's customary for golfers to tip, essentially their caddies okay. based on their performance, right? Like, a golfer wins a million dollar tournament, they give their caddy fifty thousand or something, right? I don't know. 
like a good amount, a good chunk. Or maybe they buy him a car, something, you know, it doesn't have to be an exact amount, but some token. Yeah, um, I'm trying. If that's the norm, would you say it's like a scumbag move to just do the agreed upon 10000 Well, I think he actually, like, agreed to pay him a certain amount, and then he paid him twice that. And the okay. caddy accepted it. I'll look the story up. Um, I mean, but, right. I, I mean, the caddy's not in a position to not accept it, right? Like... Well, the caddy said he's cool with it, and then later on, the caddy went back and was like, "No, I'm pissed." And it's like, "Hold on a second. Yeah. Okay, anyway, here it is. Matt Kuchar is the guy's name. Here is what happened. Most people would pronounce that Kuchar. I bet Matt Kuchar. So he paid him five thousand dollars. So here's here's how it went, and he got a lot of blowback. And the fact that he got blowback from people kind of, I you know, I kind of pissed me off because it happened. So he ended a four-year winless drought um, with somebody – okay, so one of his friends or somebody he knows, um, Dave Ortiz is the guy's name. Not <laughs> kind of confusing. <laughs> <laughs> What's his temporary caddy because his normal caddy was uh, unable, to, unable to go. Um, it says caddies can expect to receive – so it's not even his normal guy. It's a backup. Caddies can expect to receive up to 10% of the winnings depending on their arrangement. However – Kuchar or Kuchar has confirmed that he paid Ortiz five thousand, and then he subsequently offered an additional fifteen thousand, which Ortiz refused after the story became public. Hmm. Um, it says according to Kuchar, he and Ortiz originally agreed to a bonus structure, which would have allowed Ortiz to make up to four thousand for the week. He ended up paying five thousand, and he thought, and that he said that was more than we agreed upon, and he got criticized for that decision. Huh. Um. And Kuchar denied – or the other guy denied more, but then it became a big deal, blew up, and I think he I think he apologized and paid the money. Regardless, yeah. what, what pisses me off is that, like, this would have been fine until, like, other people hear of it. And people who have no business even caring about it now, just to cause a stir, they complain about it. Like, right. this is fine. I, I almost feel like I'm, like I, – I almost feel like I just want to, like, make an argument and then play devil's advocate against myself because, I, on one hand, I'm, like – yeah, should these, you know, golfers that make millions be giving their caddies a lot? Sure. But then the other part of me is like, what the fuck does a caddy even do? Like, yeah, they, they're like their helpers and assistants and they'll like, they'll like give them yardage. They'll map like the greens and stuff like that too. But they really have such an easy job. I mean, compared to the actual golf swing itself, if, if they yeah. were you know, good enough to do it, they would just do it, right? So, and on top of that, it's just such a weird thing. Like, to think about professional golf compared to just the way that you and I would go out there and play. Let's say, you know, we had a group of guys, we're going out there to play, we have a foursome. We would still, like, it, it just, it's such a different experience. We would never even expect a fucking caddy or anybody like that to help us. And the fact that they were actually asking for any more money than they get is kind of insane to me. I mean, I feel like it would be as if you were um, at a restaurant and you had, you know, had a big dinner. Maybe like, maybe let's say you racked up a thousand dollar bill for you and a few friends with drinks and food and everything. Yeah. And you paid your waitress 20%. And then on the way out, the host of the restaurant said, hey, you just, you know, won some prize. We're actually going to have your meal fronted. And you're right. Like, awesome. And then he didn't tip the waitress anymore. 
And they're like, well, hold on. And then, the, and then like somebody next door heard it and was like, right. hey, that's not fair. You know, that waitress should get more money. They took care yeah. of you pay anything. Like, it's, it's, mind your own business. And if, if this is an agreed upon, like uh, that, that is a perfect example of somebody hearing a story. And again, I think a uh, not to get too social political, but I would say the vast majority of the people who act the most offended are the ones who aren't even targeted by the thing that is offensive. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. it's people who love to have a reason to make us think about being offended. It, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, um, it, and to go with a different analogy, it's literally like when you're at Vegas or you're gambling somewhere, if you win, people sort of expect you to tip them. Like even yeah. the person literally giving you your chips yeah, cash you out, expects a tip. And it's kind of, it's just like, wherever there is money to be found people sort of expect it to come trickling down right like yeah. that's just we've, i as a tipping society maybe that's just ingrained in us too but it is kind of funny when it's like oh hey yeah like you said that meal was actually paid for you could leave an extra 20 percent tip and it's still like you made money yeah but that's just because we're all selfish like that we just want a piece of the pie <laughs> i'm trying to imagine if like you know who would be more worth more than a more than I'd be prone to tip a dealer who dealt me a hand of cards that I won a big hand on. You know who you never tip, but what would make more sense is when you're paying cash at a store and somebody counts out all your change for you. Yeah, right. That person yeah. More, I wouldn't tip either. Like, well, the the sad thing is I would tip the guy who dealt the cards because otherwise, right? Because of like pure, it's like the yeah. social expectation of doing it. We it's, should run a casino. But we'll all be paid. We're not paid actors, but like we're we're people who just sit at the table who egg on people to pay them. Come on, give the guy, give him, <laughs> give him your whole hand, dude. I actually think we should go with your original idea and go around putting the social pressure on people to tip. Normally, not tipped people. We should go to the grocery store, stand by a checkout line, wait for someone to give people great service when they're you know giving them their change back, and be like, come on, they just counted back your change exactly in like three seconds. You're not gonna give them that five dollars yeah. they just gave it's you. Like, and we'll make it so obvious too that we're act like we're the neutral parties. Like you're meeting people out in the industry or in the yeah. front of the store. Hey, how's it going? Do you want to help me out for a second? Um, I needed your phone real fast. Thank you. Hey, by the way, how do you feel about tipping cashiers? Don't you think it's really hard? <laughs> right. Um, while we're on this, quick little segue. How do you feel about tipping in general? Should we, if you could restart society now, day one? beginning would you keep tips the way they are as a form of like you get to express your gratitude toward people or would you rather have it where the business just pays their employees more and nobody's expected to tip ever i would have it be that way the problem is that you could argue that tipping caused that problem because um like food industry people anybody who's worked in the food industry uh well i guess it did mcdonald's for months but i've never done like a waiter or waitress or anything like that and I've heard that sucks. When people who have done that, they said, you should really tip really well because that is a terrible industry to be in. But yeah. in there, underpaid for how much like annoyance right. and shit to deal with. But as a result of that, the company now knows they're getting tips. We can pay them less yeah. because right. they get more money. And it just becomes like a, uh, you know, a, what do they call that phrase? Self-licking ice cream cone. People always use that phrase. I honestly know what it means. It becomes a thing that caves in on itself. Like, oh, we can pay them less and they'll still take the job. And then it gets to the point where you're making so little per hour, you simply rely on tips. Whereas 
in theory, a tip is just augmenting your pay because you did such a good job. Exactly. Right. Now it's like giving you a baseline pay you need to live probably in the demographic area. Yeah. And it is, it's kind of funny because I've kind of gone back and forth on it. I feel like if you went the no tips expected route and you just, let's say, raise the employee's wages, theoretically you could expect the cost of everything at that business to go up. And it's like the consumer might still be paying close to the same amount, you know, because the business's bottom line is, is what it is. So are we actually giving more of that percentage to the employees or to the business in each different scenario? I don't know. And also, if you paid them more, it'd be more, maybe a more softer job. And having good service for job retention would become the new um, driving factor to have a have be a good waiter or waitress. Yeah, it is kind of funny, though, like just the fact that it's like if you don't tip, people assume that it's like really rude. I, I remember just delivering pizzas. That's like so it's a tip industry, right? That's what you do. You get paid minimum wage and you get tips. And I was working downtown. I made really good tips. Like usually in an eight-hour shift, it'd be around $80 in just tips. So it's pretty good. Um, and then it's like if, if I, let's say we fucked up on something and we had to remake a pizza and I didn't get there until like 40 minutes after you ordered this. And it was pretty close, you know. I really literally didn't really care if you tipped or not. I still get paid like an, a flat level tip from the restaurant, you know, from the place. I get like a $2 or something for every delivery I do. And it was just one of five or four that I was taking out at the time. I really would not be offended if someone didn't tip me. But even if they didn't and I didn't care, whoever they're with would probably be like, wow, that's so rude you didn't tip them. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's, it's all it's, yeah. It's such a social. It's a it's a social construct that we put on ourselves. It's so funny. Yeah, because I noticed that like if I, I don't know. Sometimes if I'm like, well, I I don't know. I, I tip pretty consistently now, but I know like I in the past I have tip like tip less or like if it's a coffee shop where people throw tips in the jar. If yeah. it's a place I'm never gonna go again in the city I'm just visiting. I will be much less prone to tip. Yeah. But if it's a place you go all the time, you like people talk and that sucks. There's social pressure, not only from people around you, but from the workers who will learn you. Yeah, that's true too. Um, I don't know if I've ever tipped at a coffee shop, honestly. I, yeah, I don't like. But I mean, I guess now that I think about it, I really don't go to any like mom and pop coffee shop type places where they have like tip jars out. I don't know. Well, and you also have to tip at you have to tip at a bar for somebody taking a beer and opening it for you. I know, yeah, that's that's pretty insane. I remember one time I went to this winery in Napa. This guy was such a fucking loon. The guy that was serving us, man, he was such a joker. And uh, did he look like any famous celebrities? Oh, he looked exactly like Will Arnett. <laughs> what about the guy from The Dark Knight in the beginning in the bank with the shotgun? I, if I knew his name, I would say he looked exactly <laughs> like him. Um, I don't think we tipped him a dime. Good. Although I heard that guy wrecked up a lot of tips to his friend's wedding with two other guys. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of tips to that wedding. Uh, probably because us three were. They probably never seen such a trip. Yeah, and I mean, I we would have done that probably anyway. But at the same time, that was kind of cool of them to even offer us because we were doing that. We weren't getting paid to do that. Right. We just did it. 
Um, it was really like, it ended up being like a lot. The other ingenious thing that people do is, well, I wouldn't say it's ingenious, it's expected, is you like kind of like, you kind of fluff the tip jar right away. Uh, yeah. Worse than having an empty tip jar. In fact, when you were a pizza guy, if I were you, I would have had money coming out of my like shirt pocket and, and pocket saying, sorry, <laughs> my tips are overflowing because I've gotten so many of them. This is how much goodwill the, the rest of society has given like, me. You have it like coming out of like the waist of your pants, out of your pant leg. Oh my God, I'd look like, like a fucking man, cheesy many, stripper, dude. Your hat, like <laughs> your hat on, like how many have you done? You're only my second delivery. <laughs> first, <laughs> half of it's like monopoly money that i use over and over again <laughs> oh man that'd be pretty hilarious um uh, okay hey let's let's check in here i'm gonna go over the draft real quick uh first two picks were defensive linemen the next two picks were cornerbacks oh, and then we've God. had offensive line offensive line offensive line why why then atlanta's so here's something interesting. Atlanta's finally taken a wide receiver. This is the first skill position taken on offense. And I believe that the guy they picked is also from Alabama. They have a good history with Alabama receivers, don't they? Quick tangent. Quick tangent. Um, how would you feel being a D-end, an offensive tackle, or, offensive, uh, or a uh, quarterback? <laughs> Someone, because it's a turn. Someone saying the first skill position was finally chosen. Like <laughs> I said, hey, first I said skill position on offense. But yeah, I totally get it. It is kind of funny, right? And that is a thing. People say skill position is like yeah, one of those big three, or I guess big three plus tight end. Yeah, and just to correct myself, he was from USC, not Alabama. I got the colors uh, slightly mixed up there. Oh, um, but anyways, uh, it, it's just kind of different because I feel like. Unless you're a fan of these teams, which I guess Tommy is a fan of the Jets, or at least he was, um, so he might be really excited that they got that sauce Gardner cornerback, who's apparently supposed to be like a good shutdown corner. So it's not like he's not a like a great addition to your team, but he's not someone that you can like easily look for when you're watching. So for like an average viewer just watching the game, unless like you know his number and you can pick him out on the field by his like body type or something like that, like. You can't really always tell where people are unless they're in these skill positions. I just, yeah, that is true. And the, I guess the social pressure back on that same theme, it, you get the fan, the fan base gets way more excited when you pick a skill position, but the smartest thing to do is probably pick like a tackle or something like that. Yeah, no, I actually, I would argue the other way. I would say the more in like ingrained you are in your team you're probably more excited when you get things like the offensive line to protect your quarterback or something like that but because you make the most noise of the casual fans who don't who just want a big name well right you're right no if you're looking like to i guess rouse the, to rouse the fan base yeah. you have to make that splash yeah you want to get that running back the wide receiver like when the broncos took tim tebow yeah exactly um who, yeah. The Jets, I think the Jets have like four picks in the first two rounds or something. That's pretty crazy. I bet you Tommy's real excited right now, which is yeah. a good position how much we hate Tommy. Because <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me, like how we, uh, <laughs> like we always talk about like teams' draft strategies and stuff like that. But, you know, typically if you're only picking once per round, 
how can you really strategize too much for that? You're just like, well, we'll pick the positions that we think we need, or do we just pick the best player available? Yeah, that's some combination. Like literally, some combination of both, probably. Like, it's not that. It's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah, it really. People talk a lot about the mock drafts and stuff like that. It's like, man, and most of them, you never. Nobody really gets QA'd on how it pans out. No. No, and you know what they always say anytime they ask, like, the execs or the managers, how do you think the draft went? They're like, we got the players we had on our board. We we had our eyes on them, and we got them every time. They're like, yeah, we got the ones we wanted. You know, um, uh, funny story on a man I hate, uh, Bill Polian. Um, you know who that is? Uh, Bill Polian. Is he the one from uh, SNL? No, he's a sorry. I probably should have said he's a former Colts GM. Oh, I had no idea who that is, um, or who I was thinking of. <laughs> so he's talking about Bill Polian was the Colts GM. Yeah, and talking about who they had, who he personally with the team when he was in charge had the highest draft grades on. Um, the four quarterbacks that he in his scouting time before their career NFL had the highest grades on. Would you care to guess these four quarterbacks? He was he worked until 2010. Um, okay. I will tell you it was probably Tom Brady. Yes. It's one of uh, them. Drew Brees. No. Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Uh, and I'm gonna just take a stab Peyton, here. Peyton Manning's one of them because they got him. Oh Peyton Manning? Okay, gotcha. Well, um and you want a hint? Let me take another stab here real fast. Uh, was it Philip? Nope. Who? He has more rings than Breeze. And Rogers. <laughs> I mean, Eli Manning? No, Roethlisberger. Ah, uh, gotcha. So he just, all the, all the winningest quarterbacks of his era, yeah. he scouted them all. Like, if you say a statement like that, it's so dumb. Like, that is so stupid. Like, that would be as if you were some kind of, like, dude, I, no, I, I can't make an analogy because it's, just, it, it's, it's just so ridiculous. It's literally just saying, hey, look, I can I can put on my hindsight glasses and tell you what would have been good 10 years ago. But he, but he wasn't saying – he was saying that 10 years ago he had that great. Yeah. That's really – you thought Tom Brady was one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen and you decided to let him continue sliding round after round after round? Yeah. It's one of those weird things about, like, why do we even mention things like that? Like, what if I was to tell you, dude, fuck, man, 20 years ago, I literally thought to myself, you should put some stock in Starbucks. You should do it. Yeah. I didn't. Like, would you give a shit if I told you that? No, but it's just him trying to boost his credibility. It, exactly. it, it would be more like if I asked you, you know, hey, you've been day trading for a while. Do you remember, like, before the stocks blew up, what your favorite ones were? Yeah, Starbucks. Apple, uh, Google. But I'm like, even then, why even say it? Like you could, it doesn't even do anything to, for your credibility except for show that you weren't willing to like bet on yourself. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, it shows him. Yeah. I just, Bill Poyan is also a very infamous uh, Patriot hater um, and Brady hater. I just, yeah. Well, if he's a Colts GM, that makes total sense at least. So that I think is the franchise I hate most. That's fucking hilarious that I didn't even guess Roethlisberger. I he's retired now, and I just forget that he's even, he was human. It was it's because it was such a stupid obvious answer that you couldn't you couldn't think anyone could possibly be like, 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it's not like I mean, he was great, but he wasn't like I feel like he wasn't even on the level of like Breeze, where it was like just because I feel like Breeze was below like Manning and Brady typically, like during that era. Roethlisberger won more, but I think he was just on better teams too. He was great, but also on better teams. Year, whereas Breeze, I think they miss his playoffs sometimes. Yeah, yep. but I think, but here's the thing though. I think Breeze was the better quarterback on the worst team. I think Roethlisberger was slightly worse quarterback on a much better team, like historically. Yeah. I don't know, but um, um, I just wanted to point out, in case any of our listeners were wondering, I I finished the math. Twenty percent of a thousand dollars is two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. In case people wanted to bring that up later um, for the tip conversation, I you know. If anybody was still working on that, you're welcome. So also point. important at this dinner you spent a thousand dollars at. You only actually spent fifty dollars on food. You just wanted to make a nine hundred fifty dollar donation to the restaurant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little trick to the problem. Uh, yeah, you you were only there by yourself. Actually, it wasn't like one of those big, you know, uh, homecoming dance dinners with twenty people. It was just you. <laughs> <laughs> you actually died in dash. <laughs> you didn't even leave a card. You just left a tip, 20%. But you, you didn't even do the math. You just wrote down 20% on the receipt and then left. <laughs> okay, give us an update on the uh, NBA. What's going yes. on there? Um, update. It's in a replay, so I can't tell you the score. Okay, I'm going to go grab a drink. I expect to get an update while I'm going to get Also, going to pull out the Family Guy card from earlier. So... Earlier on, we put the card on the chat, card that I found in my house, and we wanted to see how Joey did. What is Lois's sister's most recent husband's name? Joey guessed West, technically, when this card was published, it was. Something else, let me think about it, and then didn't answer ever again. Uh, the answer was actually Ted. So Joey's 0 for 1. Number 2. It was who is Peter's boss at the Happy Go Lucky Toy Company? Joey couldn't even remember Mr. Weed. Instead, he said um also need to think. Need to think. Does Joey think we're just going to wait a lifetime for him to answer these questions? Yeah. Seriously. Does he remember Hey, sorry, let me ask you. When we played Family Guy Trivia, how often would we accept the answer, let me think, with five to ten hours of silence? <laughs> uh, zero times. We would never accept that. We would never even accept, like, a grammatical mistake no. just in air. And that's what I couldn't wait for Joey to guess Mr. Weed in this one, because the answer is actually Jonathan Weed on the card. And I was <laughs> going to call him incorrect. But I love how you read it the way that you expected him to answer it, just I to correct your ghost version of him. <laughs> the next one was... What ends up being the historical significance of Cherrywood and Peter Peter Caviar Eater? Joey's answer was, wasn't it a brothel? They had pictures of Lincoln with a hooker. Yeah, and this actually, this is a great example of what would happen a lot. Because if the answer, like, read the answer on the card real fast, the literal answer. It was America's first presidential whorehouse. Right, okay, so... We could be try- we could try to be technical and say like oh was it the first one or was it was it just one? But the fact that he he would always do this where he would like bring up a very specific detail from the episode, 
to show that he knew that part and we would be like, oh, I guess we'll accept it, you know? He, he, like, he did that a lot. He did it again. Uh, I guess I'll give him that one. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What does Lois lose to the Indian casino? Well, okay, here's an interesting one. <laughs> no, it's not that interesting. You're an asshole. Joey's answer was car. The answer it's to the car, the car. Is the Griffin's car. He didn't specify. I'm not giving him this one. I've given him one. I'm not doing it no, again. No, dude. Okay, why you and Joey just have to be fucking rivals. How do you not give him that? You would give me so much leeway. If I answered, like... Um, I would say their car or her car, not just car. But you... But here's the thing, though. You just give Joey no leeway. If I answered the car or car, you would be like, yeah, that's correct. You know, welcome. welcome. You, you woke up from your 12-hour sleep. <laughs> Lastly... Uh, here we go again. What job does Meg take to earn the money to buy a Prada bag? Joey said, when she worked at the restaurant, question mark, showing already he's not confident in the answer. And the answer is waitress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, this would have been, per the card, this would have been an appropriate time to give a one-word answer. Waitress. Right. And that's actually funny because he gave a more vague answer than just car because at a restaurant there's multiple jobs you could be the yeah, cook you could be the hostess right you can do a lot of different yeah, things i i can't give him this one either so joey goes one for five but come on it's text if this was in person you know he would be explaining himself in like a paragraph essay about like she was wearing this outfit she went up to this person i think she was a waitress <laughs> the way we should play the game is that if you have if you give a vague answer you have one more guess but we need specificity on that guess. Yeah. Here's and here's the difference too. Joey is like kind of person that would argue, he'd like avid, advocate for himself, right? Like he would be like, I know it in my head, so I should get this correct. Whereas maybe you and I, but definitely I know I'm like this. Even if I think I'm like a little bit off, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't know, man. Just tell me. You know, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> that, yes. Um, Which is probably why I never won. <laughs> I uh, Joey by far knew the most of the cards. Oh, he was so good at it, yeah. He yes, he was. Um, what else we got? We got the group chat, the Family Guy, America, Dad, Simpsons, and Futurama. So it sounds like one side of this chat really likes the Simpsons, and one side hates it. Um, me and Joey hate it. It sounds like you're kind of middle ground. I'm definitely middle ground because I grew up with it. It has that nostalgia for me, and. But the thing is, if I went to rewatch it now, like, how am I judging it? Like, rewatch value, it's not there for me. I agree with Joey. The laughs per episode isn't there. I watch it. I would put it on to just have in the background. I think the problem is I grew up with it, too. But then I watched enough to grow out of it. Yeah. Like, it just, it wasn't funny anymore. I remember my dad watching it rolling our eyes. as we Yeah. Just, we didn't even say any words. We just sat and looked at each other and rolled our eyes. Entire thirty minutes. I there. I mean, I don't think it's eye rolling like bad or anything. I think that it's actually just a really good show, and I, I love like like Sean was saying some of the old seasons, like when Conan was writing for it and stuff. It was great. I really believe that it was great. It's just it has been such a long time. I think things have improved upon it. Like now, like The Simpsons. Let's just say their jokes per episode was probably around like I'm just gonna throw out a random number, like 30, right? Like 30 jokes per episode. It might seem like a lot for like a 24 minute cartoon, but now it's like 
there's like hundreds of jokes per episode of all these cartoons and they're just like bam one after the other after the other so it's like now it's just changed it's grown it's evolved but well good i was just gonna say i mean the simpsons started that also do you give it credit for that too i don't know yeah i'm trying i don't i can't say this is for sure true but i'm wondering out loud if the simpsons focus more on plots in their episodes and family i said we're not going to worry about the plot we're just going to cram jokes in right. and have a plot literally someone that was a simpsons enjoyer that said i love the simpsons i love how it goes from episode to episode with new plots that don't matter compared to the last one and they were like we're going to do that from scene to scene where every scene it doesn't even matter really what happens yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true like when i think of family episodes very maybe earlier on they had some plots but now it was like you just you, yeah there's so it, yeah you just can't remember that it is, it's so interesting like if you watch it like you'll watch the simpsons and let's say like there'll be a scene where homer's talking about something and he'll imagine something and they'll literally have like that you know the imaginary speech bubble thing come out of his head and they'll show you what he's imagining whereas in family guy they'll just mention something cut to skit of that thing playing out you don't need any other like context or clues as to what's going on it's just cut to it <laughs> yeah yeah i i you're right um so it's like different like ways of just like delivering that that are just so much faster uh, yeah i just definitely feel like a lot more family guy um i've never futurama i've hardly watched ever and what's the other one um, american dad oh american yeah I don't know. I feel like American Dad took like the lesser of the Family Guy writers, and they yeah. made the show, and it just wasn't as good. Yeah, I actually really, I, it's, it's tough, and it's also tough and sort of disingenuous to like not include some of these other shows because I feel like these were the four that, like, were my main cartoon funny shows. Like, other people would probably say like South Park was up there for them. Well, um, yeah, yeah, um, like a lot of a lot of different things, but. I'm just like, I think American Dad was super funny, but I would say, like, in terms of overall society, Futurama is the most underrated. Uh, I still rewatch that and laugh sometimes. So I've I never seen Bob's Burgers. I've never, I, I hardly ever watched King of the Hill. Some people really love King of the Hill. King of the Hill, another Mike Judge one. Um, it, that one reminds me a lot of The Simpsons, where they actually went the other route. Instead of Family Guy, where they're like, we're going to just do scene after scene. They went the other route where they're like, we're going to slow everything down and just do every episode in like three scenes. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I, mean, like, I can't speak to anything, you know. Um, I don't know. There was, I, I definitely remember like seeing, like watching that show and there was some times where I laughed really hard. And it was one of those things where it felt like because the show was so slow and it sucked you into this lull, anytime something funny actually happened, it was like it got extra laugh. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's scarce, scarce laughs. Right, I and it's like based off that uh, mantra. <laughs> did it trick? Did that trick my brain into thinking that the show is funnier than it is? Because well, I, it is like, dude, it, when like a quiet person who never makes jokes makes a joke, sometimes it brings down the house. Right. No, that's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah, and then everyone just talks about like, oh man, that person's so funny. Just wait for it. Just wait. Yeah. For yeah. It. That, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think the Simpsons maybe gets a little bit too much of a pass in our group chat. Yeah. Yeah. The Simpsons is like the, um, TV show equivalent of, um, 
not I'm trying to think of some athlete who's just played way too long. It's not actually good, but it's just been around forever. Like in tennis, there's guys like that. Um, right. Like Davidenko or someone who's always been like yeah. number five. Been there a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a basketball person. I don't know if we can really compare it to a sports analogy that well, but it. That's unfortunate. Only my brain works of analogies. So. <laughs> Did we ever even get an NBA, NBA update, dude? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, 83-80, New Orleans. Third quarter's about to end. Oh, shit. Okay, how about that? How about, well, Chris Paul. Is Chris Paul actually that good, or has he just been around for a while? That's actually a fair point, because a lot of people would remember him in like his all-star years and say, oh, he was really, really good. And maybe his later seasons aren't that good, but I still value him really highly. Like, yeah, it could be. Yeah. I could see that. Even James Harden, you could say that. James Harden, no. James Harden is not good. There's, there's never been a season that's better told the whole world how overrated James Harden and Russell Westbrook are. And honestly, Durant didn't look that good in the playoffs either. I know he's, that's a crazy statement. Durant's obviously the best of those three from that Thunder team. But, um, I yeah, James Harden... And Westbrook, total yeah. grace. It's um, it's almost just impossible to really judge things of the past fairly. I mean, it, it'd be like now trying to compare, like The Office, and our experience with it now, like how we think of that show now compared to when we actually used to just hang out and watch it together when it was live. It was such a different experience watching it live, and it was. That just was like, the last show that I couldn't wait for live. Exactly. Every week, like hoping it was that new episode. And like when we found out that there was like some other like special program on and no office episode, we were like, fuck this. I guess I'm going home. <laughs> you know, Remember we watched the office at Joey's house. That's right. We get Chipotle and yeah, we'd watch it at Joey's house or we'd watch it at your house with your dad. Even like it was yeah. just it was always fun no matter what. Like you know, I never got into that 70s show. I know you watch sometimes. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I never I just never watched it. I didn't dislike it. I just never into it. I um, mean. I feel like it's like a solid B for a show. <laughs> I do think Silicon Valley's a notch below The Office. Like it's right there. I've heard just nothing but good things about it, but have never had the motivation to try to watch that. It's uh, it's one of my favorite. I, I like it more than Always Sunny. Sometimes I've never had the motivation to watch. I do like Always Sunny, but sometimes <laughs> Always Sunny might be kind of like a Russell Westbrook, where it just throws so many things at you that some of them just don't land, and some of them come across as like. Not funny, but there's also so many gems there. Right, right. He's more of a James Harden. That's the Westbrook. The opposite of the King of the Hill, where it's like, are you are you actually valuing the show less because it's so many jokes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so we've got some good uh, parables now. We've got King of the Hill versus uh, That's Always Sunny. <laughs> um, Simpsons versus Family Guy. All right. And, boy, are there... You know what a show I watched that I really wasn't that impressed by that I heard a lot about was uh, Veep? Yeah, I tried to – we watched, like, a couple episodes. And granted, pilots are never, like, the best. But even, like, two episodes into it after that, we could not really follow. I don't know. What about Seinfeld? That kind of holds up. Seinfeld still holds up, yeah, for sure. That, that's, I think that's one thing that the group is aligned on, as far as I can tell, is that we all enjoy Seinfeld. So. Is that like the Michael Jordan then? Yeah, right? It, it really is, honestly. I feel, like, I feel like, honestly, people could compare The Simpsons is to Family Guy, 
what Seinfeld is to The Office, right? Like, oh, it kind of like became gave the roots for it. Yeah, in a way that it's like shows about nothing, right? Like that whole style of show. And the same thing with Simpsons, animated shows where it's like the plot doesn't really matter. It's just little cartoons. It's like newspaper cartoons in a show. Yeah. And yeah. they just evolve. But, I mean, The Office was definitely more different. I think The Office was more of a ch- departure from Seinfeld than Family Guy is from The Simpsons, obviously. But I still think you could say that. Like, generationally, like, Seinfeld just, I don't know. I just think it was... The, the, God, the godfather of funny TV shows at that time, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I would agree with that. It was, it was very revolutionary in that sense. The yeah. Office, like, nailed its timing of the jokes about five or ten years before a lot of those jokes would not have been okay anymore. Yeah, that's very true, actually. That's very, very true. Watch it. it but it also was- did it in a way where it was, like, the characters themselves made it okay because – their i their their persona was stupidity and just yeah. ignorance. If your character persona is ignorance to what is PC, you can get away with saying non politically correct shit. You know, I mean, yeah, because Michael would say a lot of stuff, and he was obviously dumb, and obviously like no one else thought it was okay. But right, was- and and you also had the aspect of the other characters on the show actually judging him and like trying to scold him for it half the time. You know, so like they would like catch themselves in order to make the joke. But it is you're very true though, like. That being it said, they still probably good. wouldn't be successful with like landing those jokes now. Yeah, I will say I hate the last season, and I still never watched the entire thing. It just—I've tried. I think it was so stupid, terrible. It did. It did get really stupid. It was. Um, they had like silver linings. I'll say that they had silver linings. Maybe, uh, but that was—that was literally the, it. The office is Michael Jordan because he came back for the Wizards and just. <laughs> yeah. Maybe then I guess uh, Seinfeld, yeah, Seinfeld, more, like, Seinfeld is more of like a Larry Bird, like Magic Johnson yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, Will or something like yeah, that. Cream. Yeah. Um, and how do, feel, how do you feel about Friends? Never been a Friends fan. Did you watch it or just never cared? Never cared. I've watched a couple and like, I, uh, I don't know. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I I do. I feel like. Even just for, like, our demographic, it was definitely still, like, I don't know. It was still going strong when we were at, like, our heavy TV viewing years, I would say. But yeah. it just didn't hit the same with young males, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I think it still holds up. I think really. I've, we've rewatched a bunch of them, and I still think it holds up. It's pretty funny. You ever watch Big Bang Theory? Yep. I yep, I, I watched that, too. I think that show's fine. It's It's... I don't think it's great or bad. I think it's good. I think Big Bang Theory is um, me at basketball in a sense of how awful and not funny and not good. I will tell you, I think the Big Bang Theory is worse than community in every way, and I like community a lot more. I just, I watched a couple of episodes of Big Bang Theory and like this laugh track, these people are laughing. It's like, what are they laughing at? This is funny. This is stupid. Yeah. I bet you the Big Bang Theory and the no one in the chats can like Big Bang Theory. Good <laughs> maybe Tommy, because he has terrible taste. <laughs> That's why they call him Terrible Taste Tommy. <laughs> um, well, we've done a lot of TV talking. Um, 
We have, but I think it's a good topic, and especially we're hitting on a lot of shows. Uh, I think I've we've already established that the group is sort of hit or miss on community, but I really think that's an underrated show. I love it. I've I I've literally it. rewatched it probably ten times. Oh, I watched a couple. I remember thinking they were funny. It's uh, one of those. It's kind of stupid, and there's a ton of just lame episodes. But it's one of those shows where they'll actually like string together more jokes that you only get from watching previous episodes, but they're not like plot related at all. Like, for instance, in one episode, uh, this guy says, you know, fire can't go through walls, idiot. It's not a ghost. Like, that's it's just like a one one line kind of thing he says. Yeah. Like, four episodes later, they're worried about a ghost chasing them or something, and they say, ghosts can't go through walls, stupid. It's not fire. And it's like one of those random things where you, if you don't, yeah, if you don't get that original callback, it wouldn't hit the same. And they just have a lot of little shit like that. that just call back back I think of actually seasons one through three of Arrested Development. We really nailed the callbacks. Yeah. Arrested Development was really good. One through the last seasons, that, really bad. But yeah, the, not good the first three were great. <laughs> those first three seasons of Arrested Development, those are, they might be like a top five best written. They Yeah, they were super good. Because with a callback, you feel like you're like in on the show, like you're, a, like you're an insider. Like it's, yeah. You know, it's, and that's, I guess all shows has callbacks to a degree, but very rarely in like shows like Family Guy, like yeah, in Family Guy, amongst a hundred jokes, maybe one of them's a callback. Yeah, or they'll call back in different ways, right? Like they'll be like they'll have a character come back, just like that was in an earlier episode. Or they'll repeat a joke like when Stewie asks Brian if he's working on the novel or whatever. You remember that one? He's like, Oh, you're working on a novel, huh? I'm gonna write a book about it. every once in a while it happens. Oh yeah, the Conway Twitty. You're right. Like those kind of jokes. right. Yeah, they're, they're like they'll have like a, they'll have like a, a one one thread that goes throughout multiple episodes, but it's the same thread. It's not the same as a callback in the same way Arrested Development does it. Like where it's actually yeah. like yes, yeah. Family Guy will throw it in your face. And also sometimes I feel like Family Guy's like ideas like if you use this joke, you're gonna kill it. And they say, not only are we going to kill this joke, we're going to bring it back to life. We're going to use it that much. We're just continue to use this joke again and again and again to where the fact that it's a killed joke becomes the joke. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, we have Conway, Conway Twitty here. Yeah, and, and, yeah that one, and like things like the chicken fight. You remember like the first yeah. time when yeah. we when, – when we, like I remember watching the first time the, the chicken started fighting and it lasted for like five minutes. I was just busting up laughing. Yeah, it was great. And then and the then, next time it happened, I was just like, oh, I can go to the bathroom now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yes. And that's where Family Guy sometimes misses the boat. But, um, what were we talking about? Oh, Arrest Development. Um, yeah. Um, community. I don't really have any, like, hidden gem shows or anything. I think Parks and Rec is, uh, I think it's, like, recognized for being just a really funny show. And it should be but it's always compared to the office in a way where people just have to like put it down like they're like don't put it on a top tier though because it's not yeah, the office. It's, the office. it's just a good they, show just enjoy it for being a good yeah. show <laughs> they're both nbc they both around the same time they had a very similar setup yeah i mean obviously the direction style was similar it and it's hard not to compare them because of that but the characters are different it's just funny you know what show i watch sometimes um on a deployment they had it on like the terabyte thing we occasionally watched it i would call it a better version of big bang theory it was a uh, new girl i thought it was all right i like new girl the first like couple seasons again really good and then it kind of 
devolved into this. Like, I would never really watch through on my own, but it was entertaining enough. To no, watch. I actually, I've watched it, like, on Netflix, like, watch the seasons. It's funny. I really like it. Uh, Bishop, definitely the best character by far. <laughs> Who's that? Winston. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I know Winston, yeah. You might call him Winnie the Bish. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, he, he was my favorite by far. Um, um, what about How I Met Your Mother? I watched through it entire, like, we binged it start to finish. I was hooked on it, obviously. I finished the whole damn thing. But I don't recall, like, it being super great. I think it was just good. I don't know. It was a good one, though. I, I, I remember, like, I binged it so fast because it was good. I will also say that Seinfeld is the only show I like with a laugh track. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it just it fits it. It really does. Yeah. But you don't like it in other shows like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And the office's lack of a laugh track is part of its greatest thing. Same with the rest yeah. of it. Same with Silicon Valley. All these no laugh track shows. You don't need to be told to laugh. Um, well, sometimes it's actually hilarious to have the this the awkward silence. That's what, yeah, that's literally what, in place of the laugh track is just like okay, you know, Michael Scott or or you know Dwight Schrute gets in front of this crowd and he makes this terrible joke. Yeah. The now, silence wow. is the laughter. <laughs> now we're talking about shows that laugh tracks are the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now we won't delve into Full House. Different type of comedy. Um, well, I update 76ers have won the series and the game. I should have said in the reverse order, they've won the game and the series 132 to 97. The 76ers are moving on, okay. And do we know who their next round opponent is? Um, not the Celtics, but the other team that is in the east. Um, the team that beat the Heat, the Bucks. No, um, let me check. This is how this is how knowledgeable we are of all of our basketball. This is most most radio hosts Google NBA playoff bracket and right. talking about what's right. going on. Okay, the Bucks play the Celtics, and the uh, oh, let's see. Miami is going to play the 76ers. Okay, you did say Miami. Well, I should have gotten my gut instinct. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I knew who was on most of these teams, I'd make predictions, but I don't know. I know probably one player for each team. And that is more than I know. <laughs> I hope the Warriors win. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we have a lot of Warriors fans in our chat, so I'll go for the Warriors. Yep. Um, we, got some, uh, we got some bets going on. The $5 that the Rams miss the playoffs next year. Yeah, you like to just be controversial in your bets. That's no, one thing I love. I feel like I feel like of that vibe of a team that won and then everybody all of a sudden like just fall off the earth. Like they're just not remember when the Ravens won their championship and like, oh, they were set to be great, and then just like they just fall apart. Yeah. I just they have so much money that they I don't know. And you also, know, I just don't remember when, like, the Patriots won their championships and then they just kept on winning, like, 11-plus games every year? I will – if the Rams – I'm Rams just saying, it's, it's funny how, like – because you will obviously provide some logic to your arguments. But I feel like if I would just 
let's just say I took 100% of your bets over the course of our lives. I feel like I would just be guaranteed up in money because you like to take bets where if you win them, it's like you're like the underdog. Like you obviously gain more from them. It's like you're, you yeah. like to take the low odds. That's just who you are. You like to take the underdog in the bet. <laughs> the problem is I take them with even odds though. Exactly. Like, so it's like for this bet, it, we, right. For this bet, that's the thing. Like the cash doesn't match the stakes in your mind. <laughs> it is crazy to think that like I, for, you know, year after year after year, I would just bet Joey's dad that the Patriots would win the Super Bowl against the entire field. That was pretty hilarious. Double or nothing. And, like, I mean, they, with the voting on Tom Brady versus the Patriots, I currently am at a net loss of $1 for making that bet every year since 2007. Yeah. Like, because he just, every of you, they win. Now, I never won money because they never went back to back after. Oh, five. So I never would have made a profit, but betting on Tom Brady. Now, also, if I would have made these same bets I was making with Tim with like an actual Vegas bookie with odds, like I would, I'd for sure be profiting. Oh, yeah. Let's put $100 on Brady every single year. Yeah. Especially if I would have done it this year before he had retired. <laughs> that would have been so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I think I remember I got Brett Favre in a draft, in a fantasy draft one time when he was retired, and then he came out of retirement and played for the Vikings. That's he's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, so I know that we have the $5 bet. You're saying that the Rams don't make playoffs. Yes. I'm saying, obviously, I'm saying that they do. I did have another bet about the Raiders. Oh, I bet Joey $5 the Raiders in the division. I'm trying to look for it. I don't see it here. So Tommy was talking about taking a bet where the Raiders were going to be last in the AFC West. Well, I think, you no, know, he, did, he did take that bet. He did take that bet, yeah. And, right, you have five on with Joey on the Raiders winning the division. <laughs> this is, this, I'm glad that we have this as a record. Dude, the Raiders, uh, that, they, the Raiders are on to something, man. They are... I don't think the Raiders are bad, but like they were saying in chat, you're literally betting on both the Chiefs and the Chargers to regress to the point and the Broncos to not get better. Yes, I know. The Chiefs are on their way to regression. They lost Tyreek. You see, we're we're getting into odds here where you're like picking the one out of four chance (laughs) for the one-to-one payoff. (laughs) You know, when I was in high school, I want to be a professional tennis player, and I was so stupid. This is kind of reminds me of the odds thing. I was looking at like, okay, I started. I was 16 years old, riding my bike home from the tennis courts one day, and I literally remember thinking in my mind, okay, I'm 16, I have two years experience. Andy Roddick is, he went pro when he was 18, and he started playing when he was five. So I need to make up about nine years of play time so I can go pro when I'm 18 too. And I actually like had this conversation thinking like, yeah, I can make up all I can start winning tournaments, you know, win some tournaments in the next few months and then start traveling and like like this sounds absurd. Right. But I was like actually contemplating this idea in my head that I could potentially go pro. So I get where I get some of my stupid odds on. Yeah. Because that was not a likely scenario. And spoiler alert for the chat, 
I did not make pro at 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> 19. We need that. We need that. Narrator. was fully established. Um, but, but you know what? There's actually still some, there's an argument to be made for that, which is like the, the attitude or like even just the general saying, shoot for the stars, land on the moon, right? Something like that, where it's like, you were always the definitive best at our school and in our, of our group at tennis. And maybe it's because you had that attitude of wanting to be so good. Even if you failed that goal, you were still like really good. I mean, there's, yeah, that, that is true. Um, so it's not like it was like a total like flop. It's just, yeah, you didn't hit your yeah. absurd goal, but maybe there's something in that. Maybe that's our message for the chat, for, for our group tonight. Unfortunately, football time with Joey and pals. Well, can you imagine if I like went to Vegas and put like $10,000 on the Raiders and the Super Bowl and ended up losing in the Super Bowl? I'm like, well, hey, guys. Maybe they didn't get the, you know, the moon, but they got, they still made it. Can I get some kind of payout? Well, you're right. And that's when you're like, Hey, you know, I lost $10,000, but I got this really cool free drink when I was there. Yeah. So I wouldn't have got that if I didn't bet. <laughs> so bad for me. They tipped me a drink for free. Sometimes oh. you go a little too far with your analogies. Here are the differences. You're losing $10,000. Well, that's not a joke. And, yeah. uh, and in high school, you were gaining physical fitness and confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you're right. I do sometimes like these long odds. Now, granted, I do think the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl this year, but the Raiders will they'll win the division. Wait, you think the Bucks are winning the Super Bowl again? You heard it. You heard it here first. I mean, I don't think this is the first. You probably said that as soon as Brady unretired. But are we wanting to put more money on this? Oh yeah, I'll put some on. What's the odds? Let's let's give you the odds this time. All right. You want me to look it up? Yeah. For for today, what are the Vegas odds? We'll put we'll put money on it. Um, no, I want a hundred. I want a hundred dollars off the bucks or something like. Um. I want to. I forgot. It was like I had twenty dollars. Somebody like when I when they when he first went to the Buccaneers, that they'd make the AFC Championship, and he didn't. He bet me twenty bucks. And then they made a million dollars that they would never make an AFC championship. Well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, hey, um, if you're gonna pull this technicality shit on Joey playing Family Guy trivia, <laughs> maybe they will next year. They'll make. It, they'll somehow do it. <laughs> They're gonna switch conferences. Right. They um, actually, stranger things have happened. So I bet him twenty dollars that the Bucks would make the AFC championship, and um. We got there, obviously, or the NFC Championship. God, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got the you. Packers. And then he said, well, double or nothing, they won't win. And I said, okay, I'll take that. And then he was, after that, he let it ride to the Super Bowl. I guess that'd be $80. But, um, and then he owed me something for something else. I think we had a bet on. But, um, but yeah, Brady, that Brady's, I think overall, all the betting I've done on Brady, he has won me money. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's netted you a lot of positive. And I don't know if you ever bet the same on LeBron, but he might have also netted you some positives. Yeah, I know Dave. I know David was always kind of against him in a way, like he would bet against yeah. him unfairly. Like I guess I could, yeah, I could have won a lot with him too, with the, at least making finals. Right, and um, I was gonna say sometimes like there's other people that take your position of wanting that underdog to pull through for their bet, you know? Yeah, I gotta meet some fans of Lions and then. Take advantage of their exactly. You know what? Maybe that's what we do. We quit our careers. I mean, you quit yours. I don't have one right now, but we quit everything we're doing. 
We go around from city to city, encouraging people to tip their cashiers at stores. And we just make bets with people about their home teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our lives. That's what we do now. Um, okay, I'm looking for Super Bowl odds 2022. Um, all right. They're plus 700. So if you bet $100, you win 700. So 7 to 1. That's the 7 to 1 odds? Yes. They're the second favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Can you guess who the first is? You probably won't guess it. Because you won't even think of this team. The first favorite to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Um, AFC or NFC? Well, I guess it'd be AFC, right? Hey, shut up. If it's the AFC team, I'm going to go ahead and say it's the Bills. Yes. Not fair. I talked you into the answer. I talked myself into it. The Raiders were really <laughs> far down there. This recent? Okay, wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> 20 percent of a thousand is 200. So if I bet you two dollars, if they actually make it to the Super Bowl, or if they win the Super Bowl, I would owe you 14 dollars. Is that it? That is correct. That's actually like not big of a payoff at all. No. Well, people don't often go to Vegas with two dollar bets. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a I'm a penny slot kind of guy. What can I say? I would. Um, I will. I, for anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast, I will put five dollars on the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl, and if I win, I get thirty-five. That's a thirty-five to five. That's seven to one in terms of ratio. I did the math. And Ro will get a cut since he was here to manifest the bet. I'll bet. I'll bet you. I'll bet you the five dollars right now. All right. Deal. Yeah. Official. We got to bet more again. There's going to be so much hype in this podcast. We have the answers to the family of trivia. We have live bets. We have live updates on the draft. Speaking of which, um, anything exciting happening? Um, I don't know, but I think your chances of the Milwaukee Bucks winning the Super Bowl is like zero. So I think my $5 <laughs> is pretty safe. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, looks like a Notre Dame player got taken. Oh, you mean in the draft? I, I've been terrible. I've not been paying attention to this at all. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. What do people... I'm just going to read some of these chats. I mean, I'm just going to act like I know what I'm doing. Lions need a wide receiver. Uh, if I don't know any better, nothing changed in Minnesota. Jared Goff can't see 12 yards down the field, so naturally they take a deep threat. <laughs> Uh, no quarterback's taken yet. <clears throat> no Give me a second. <laughs> I'm going to go to the actual draft board itself. Um, check in, check it is in. kind of funny. Like all, like I feel like when I used to be when I used to follow more closely with like rosters and everything like that in sports, mainly during high school when we would talk about it all the time. I remember going to NFL.com and looking up like, Oh, who are these mock drafts listing? What is this yeah. going to do? And it was fun to like play those scenarios out in your mind. And now I'm like, who the fuck even reads this shit? <laughs> like who cares? High schoolers, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I fucking dumb high schoolers, man. Well, here's a, here's a update. 
the new Mission Impossible movie has a subtitle for it. For for those looking for Mission Impossible, more Mission Impossible movies, you might be excited to know that the new next movie is going to be called Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Wow, we went on full on. Uh, what's that movie called again? Rambo. <laughs> um. Yep. Looks like they're good to go, and it's good. Tom- there has not been a quarterback taken yet. It's been, I'll tell you, it's been defense went for the first four picks. First five, actually, sorry. And then it was offensive line, wide receiver, offensive line. Oh, my God, ESPN. This is why nobody fucking uses you. God damn it. Uh-huh. Bunch of wide, uh, what, three wide receivers went in a row. Four out of five in a row. Or four out of five picks were wide receivers at this one stretch. So... That's what's dressed up boring. There's no quarterback games. It's all people care about. Well, by well, like me. There's only certain teams that would want one, right? So yeah. it's like when it's those teams' time to shine. Like right now, okay, it's the Washington Commanders. I, I miss Washington football team. I'm going to put that out there. I thought that was a better name. <laughs> but the Commanders, uh, do you think they go quarterback or no? Yes. I think they might, too. They might be the first ones. Did you see that Baker Mayfield get a statue at Oklahoma? No, but that's pretty hilarious. Yeah, what, what do you do? He won a the, the bar for statues in Oklahoma is really not that high. I got to say. Joked out, somebody is not really sure. They said that um, it's not very often that the same time you get a statue unveiled for you, nobody wants you in the NFL. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, uh, anybody from Oklahoma listening to this, I drove through Oklahoma. If you guys want to build a statue of me, let me know. I can send you my specifications. Yeah, he didn't even, he won a Heisman. They didn't even make the college championship. I mean, is he even from Oklahoma or did he just play at their college? <laughs> he's played there. Like, that's even worse. He's not even like a hometown hero kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, they might as well make one for Kyler Murray too because he went there and won a Heisman the next year. Yeah. Let me yeah. see what In fact, if they don't, they're being racist, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield is from Austin, Texas. So no, he's not from Oklahoma. In fact, that's kind of like Texas's rival. Houston picked an offensive lineman. The now okay, so now it's the Chargers on the clock. They're not going to go QB. The Eagles might be the next team to go QB, and then it's the Saints, Steelers, and they, those could all go quarterback. Boring. Yeah, but even then, who would you think is the number one quarterback? I don't even know. I think that Kenny Pickett guy, which, by the way, correction, the last draft, I called him Kelly Pickett the entire time. That's how much I know about him. That's how he has small hands. Uh, yeah, it's he has smaller small hands. hands than me, and I'm five foot seven. That should tell you everything you need to know about this child. I did a lot of preparation leading up to this podcast where I watched this YouTube video for 10 minutes about the leading draft prospects. And they said that if he was taken in the first round, it'd be the first time a quarterback with a less than nine inch hand wingspan, whatever you call that, um, would be taken in the first round. Well, they said he throws the ball with two hands because he can't grip it with one. Well, when I was watching the highlight video, I didn't this I didn't even care about the hand size thing, but what stood out to me was he always had a glove on both hands, the throwing hand too. That worries me. Yep. He he does the whole thing where you you throw it to spin it when you <laughs> <laughs> The listeners can't tell what I'm doing, but we have to we have to describe that. We have it, it's like um, 
I feel it's like you like, with Nerf balls, like you're throwing like a fireball, but you're spinning it like you're spinning a bullet, like an oversized bullet. It's it's honestly like you were to like try to spin a quarter on the table, right? And you're taking yeah. like your thumb and your other finger and like you're trying to like do the opposing forces together where you well, squeeze imagine it. You're, imagine you're a running back holding the ball, holding the triangle button to turtle the ball, whatever. But right. then you're flinging it somewhere and you're trying to put like a spiral spin yeah. on. It's like a Hadouken. He's doing yeah. a fucking yes. Hadouken from Street That's Fighter with the ball. Tiny little hands. Man. I can't wait to see this guy throw. <laughs> he, that, I would draft him just for that. Yeah. I mean, now that we know his throws I mean, are Hadoukens. Hey, I mean, I'm not throwing on the combine. If you want to see my motion, you got to draft me. It's in your practice. And then yeah. they cut him. Uh-oh. It was that. actually really funny. I was, when I was watching the, um, the, the, I guess, the hype video for draft prospects that I was watching, um, they said <clears throat> one of the top quarterbacks, the Sam Howell guy from North Carolina, the things that stood out for him, he played a full four years. He had like North Carolina records for QB, which were like not. They were like not that like high, I guess. But uh, just I feel like the bar for quarterbacks being in the first round is so low right now. Mm-hmm. I almost just feel like is it better if you're a GM, continue drafting the, the linemen, continue drafting the receivers the cornerbacks all that stuff no like just wait for these quarterbacks to fall because if the difference between the number one quarterback of this draft and the number five is not that much just wait right like uh yeah i'd agree sorry i'm a little distracted right now i got out to get a drink and i feel like my achilles is kind of hurt i think i'm gonna just rupture my achilles tendon do you think i'd be feeling any pain right now if i'd done that <laughs> are you serious no it just feels weird and tender i think it's because i had it on the chair Oh man, yeah, that's not a, that's not a funny joke. Well, I bet Kevin Durant would find it funny since he actually did rupture his Achilles. Kevin Durant might find that funny. You're right. You're right. That would actually be. That's a good. You're right. That's a top. I'm tweet at him. Hey man, I was grabbing some water and I ruptured my Achilles and it didn't hurt at all. What do you think I I legit like the last couple of days. I've had like this bruise growing behind my knee, and I don't know what it is, but my knee feels kind of weird, and I'm wondering like. Is that what like an ACL tear is like? But I'm pretty sure it's just a bruise. <laughs> oh, the uh, the Pelicans are down by three with 19 seconds to go. Oh shit! Phoenix is coming back. Phoenix is up. About to win the series. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they came back. That's crazy, actually. Booker, how is Booker playing? He was supposed to be out for three weeks with a hamstring issue. He realized it was just his uh, hamstring resting on a chair. During a podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor had a hamstring problem, and they asked him. <laughs> then they asked him what happened. He's like, "Oh, this feels kind of weird." <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> this felt kind of weird. Yeah, a little tingling sensation. It went away real fast. <laughs> it was a good cramp. <laughs> he told him, "I'm out for three weeks." <laughs> oh man. Oh, so I'm glad that we got to, we got another podcast in. That we're gonna have to do another one more. Yeah. recently Agreed. Uh, more more the quicker turnaround i don't know how to phrase that <laughs> yes uh i'll be in california in a couple weeks we'll be seeing you in a couple weeks then i'll be going to california the week after that yeah that's legit that's gonna be a lot of fun um so are you drinking anything tonight no not tonight been a little bender lately Just having a couple of sober days because i'll be drinking very soon this weekend so that's smart, that's smart. yeah I'm trying to keep it what do you Just, got I got uh, Devil's Backbone oh, beer. Yeah. I got like a variety pack. 
I've been trying to get different things that are like from this area or like at the very least East Coast craft beer kind of things that I wouldn't see normally other places. We'll go to some uh, some Virginia breweries when you're here. I know a good spot we can walk to if you guys want to get some drinks before you head back home. Love it. Um, so far, I feel like my choices haven't been great, but this variety pack that I got, Devil's Backbone, I'm telling you. Nice. I love it. Uh, I do hear a lot of good things about bone broth, so maybe I'll... Oh. Devil himself. From old Lucifer. Can't even say it. Lucifer. I might as well be drinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's been a success. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we should drag it on too long. Um, the uh, draft continues. We have yet to see a quarterback, but yeah, I don't think any of us are that keen on following it that closely anyway. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure by the time you're listening to this podcast, Tiny Hands himself has found a team. A Hadouken coming to a field near you. Um, well, I'll let you go ahead and close it out. I think you usually have the perfect blend of brevity and wit to send us off. Well, thank you very much. I got it from watching lots of uh, Big Bang Theory. Laugh track insert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as I best note, he's my creative juices. I'll just steal a line from our beloved um, founder of this league and... Bid you all. <laughs>